Good afternoon. We are grateful for your presence again and look forward to staying together for a few moments. If you have your Bible, you won't need it for the first few minutes. Uh, this is one of those sermons or lessons that's a little different. Uh, it's something that we've done for a few years now. And um, as I mentioned this morning, I just kind of honestly forgot, slipped my mind. We usually try to do it the last uh, Sunday night of the year. Uh, but then we, when I realized we had forgotten it, or I had forgotten it, I thought we'd roll over into this year and, and take a look. It's not exactly a a uh, encouraging spiritual sermon, although we do want to challenge ourselves at the very end with a few thoughts about uh, Christianity and serving God. Uh, but I also think it's one that, that most people enjoy, and it kind of can be an encouragement to us, not even necessarily from just from the Word of God, but just thinking about the congregation here, uh, where we've been, what we've been through, and that kind of thing. Um, my, our brother, Chad Dollahite, that preaches down for the Bremen congregation, was the, the one I got this idea from. And he entitles his Commendations and Concerns, and it's kind of at the end taking a look at some things that are good, and not necessarily things that are wrong, but just maybe things to be improved upon, so maybe concerns, things that can be better. And so uh, I kind of it, took it and shifted it to this, the idea of glancing back, and then we do at the end want to talk for a few moments about pressing forward, but he's always said as well uh, that this is one of the favorite lessons of the congregation because they enjoy not only the pictures, we'll get to a few of those, but just some of the uh, things that we can remember that has happened over the course of the last year. Uh, I did have myself a note here to, to give my disclaimer so that nobody gets too mad at me, but uh, I apologize if any of the dates are wrong or I get anything uh, mixed up or miss anybody. That's not intentional, uh, but that happens sometimes. I try to go back through the bulletins and uh, through messages and emails and things and, and grab as much as I can, but I apologize up front if we forget anybody uh, or leave anything out or mess anything up. Last year when we did this, uh, I had this picture at the very beginning, uh, 2020, or at the end of 2020, but the very beginning of the presentation, and it was interesting because I did this in 2018. Of course, we'd only been here about six months for us, the Danleys. Uh, did it in 2019, and then all of a sudden here comes 2020, and that's the way a lot of us felt about 2020. That's what had happened. And I'll even say, and I, I just included it because I kind of grabbed last year's presentation and was working off of that, I thought I'm going to leave it in there because I even saw a headline this morning or maybe this afternoon for just a moment that said most people thought that 2021 was, you know, like the worst year ever, and I don't know what we're comparing it against now, I guess 2020, uh, but then they're looking forward to 2022. And so I just left up there to say there have certainly been challenges even for this congregation and for us um, as people, as families, and that kind of thing. Uh, but I hope that this lesson and, and this uh, looking back will encourage us uh, to get kind of past all the negative that's out there because there's plenty of that. And I don't know about you, you know, several of you have lost loved ones. Maybe your year's been a little bit more challenging than somebody else. Uh, so there's no doubt that maybe your 2021 was a little different. But I do think as Christians, one of the lessons we can already learn is, is if we get caught up and that every year something bad goes wrong is the worst year ever, then we're, we're kind of missing the point. Uh, of living the positive Christian life. It's, it's about more than just positivity, um, but we can certainly get caught up in the, you know, how awful things are like a lot of the world, and I don't think that's the, the right encouragement that we should give to others. Uh, there's several group uh, groupings or categories that we try to go through each year to think about things that have, ha have happened to the congregation and members of our congregation. Uh, we usually begin with births, and I think for the first few years I've been here, we haven't had members of ours, and that's another disclaimer just to give is that I usually try to be sure and hit our members 
Uh, now, if I start grabbing everybody's family members and cousins and aunts and uncles, we'll be here all, all afternoon. Uh, but at least our members, and so we think about back to May uh, 20th when William Elias was welcomed into the world. And, of course, we've not had a chance to meet him here yet due to all the things that have been going on. Um, but that's one of the positive things about Facebook, right, is getting to see a picture still, even though we haven't been able to be together as much as we would like over the last two years. Um, but that is the one, the one birth we have added to our list, to our congregation. Unfortunately, then, though, that leads us to thinking about the deaths that have occurred. I usually just kind of go, try to go in order of the year, but group them together. Um, we think about the month of January. We had several right in a row. This is one of those things that I do work through the bulletin and uh, kind of go back and, and find the notes that Faith includes in there. And I was very sad to be reminded that just at the beginning of the month, just at the beginning of the year last year, we lost several of our folks that we were sad to, to see um, go and uh, several deaths among the congregation at the very beginning of the year. We moved forward through the rest of the year and we still had about five more. I think it was nine in total that I counted, at least again among our members um, the folks who were here, and it really hurts us to think about those that we lost. We won't go person or person, name by name, to think about the impact, but this is one of those occasions here where just sometimes to put names up and remind ourselves um, can hopefully give us some encouragement, even though it makes us a little sad. As I was doing the 2021 presentation I was using last year, so I was even uh, taking some of those names off, and it's just amazing sometimes uh, how fast time flies and uh, sometimes we forget about those things. We certainly are very sorrowful in the moment, um, but a lot of these folks who had a big impact on our lives that we want to think about. Births matter. We want to think about those who are added physically to the world and to the body, but new births matter as well. And by my count, I know we had at least two of our young ladies who uh, were added to the body and added to Christ last year. Um, both of them were not necessarily during our service time. We think about that and try to encourage people. Um, this is another good reminder for folks that, um, you know, there's nothing magical about the front pew. There's something magical, not necessarily magical, I don't want to use that word, but just important about being together and having the encouragement of your brothers and sisters here. And when you come forward, we ask you to stand and sing and come to the front. There's something important about having your family around you, but that's not the only time, and certainly a lot of our folks um, are maybe a little more nervous about coming to the front in front of people. And so we're thankful that both these young ladies obeyed the gospel and committed their lives to Christ. Um, I know Mallory's was around a service time, and several of you got to stay for that. But Emily had talked with her family and came back to the building. And we're just thankful for the encouragement to know that uh, even though the number may have been a little small, maybe by some calculation, we did have a few young ladies that committed uh, their lives to following Christ. Uh, as far as placing membership, the one family that I could think of were Ricky and, and Janice Ritchie. They were with us this morning. I know Miss Janice has been sick and her, some of her family has as well, but it was back towards the front of the year uh, that they officially placed their membership with this congregation. I had one other person stop me uh, on the way out of service one, one time and ask me what that meant, you know, what that looks like. Uh, how do you join? That kind of question. And so we're always thankful to get people who are visiting and that kind of question and, of course, by placing membership, we simply mean that a, a family or a person or a couple commits to working with the congregation here and primarily included with that serving under the eldership here. And that's very important, that submission, that thinking about shepherds who lead our lives. It's why we took a month and thought about uh, our shepherds. I didn't include that in our list, but we did have our so-called Pastor Appreciation Month or Elder Appreciation Month to let our elders know how important they are. One reason we do that is because when people place membership, we submit to them, and they are uh, in charge, in a sense, of our spiritual lives or a chance to look over that. 
there's the individual nature of it. Uh, let me say that to clarify a little bit. But, but they are uh, looking out for our souls, watching out for our souls. And so this is one way that is shown is by placing membership and affiliating with the congregation here in an official kind of manner. As far as weddings, we had a couple, uh, I told the Lawrences this morning they were going to dominate the category uh, last year and still have more to come this coming year, God be willing. Uh, Catherine and Grace had, had not been with us um, for as many years as they had went off to college and, and uh, begun their college lives and then meeting these young men. But looking back through our bulletins and announcements, we had had the drive through shower uh, back in the summer or the spring. Some of you were a part of that. And then both of those young ladies got married over the course of the summer. So we're always uh, thankful for those encouraging times. As far as leadership, we, the one addition that we made this year was Travis Friday was added as a deacon uh, in September. And we were thankful to add another good man to the service here, to thinking about uh, how we can continue to work together. Um, deacons, I know Brian preached on deacons, I think, one Sunday when I was gone. He filled in one Sunday morning and talked about deacons, and we talked about elders. Um, but I would suggest to you, as we've kind of flown through some of these, you know, births are great. We're thankful for that. New births are also important, uh, but all of these things are important to the congregation here moving forward, and one of those is the leadership, and we've talked a lot about that since I and my family have come to join the congregation here as we thought about Brother Bill stepping down and the addition of Charles uh, to the eldership and other deacons who might have come along. All that is important to trying to keep this congregation going and even growing. It doesn't mean we're going to go up to 200 people or 300 people, but seeing a continuation of, of training young men, and by young men, of course, I mean even our youngest of men, uh, young boys and men, but even our older men who are kind of that middle-aged category who maybe are working their way to that kind of position, to serving as an elder or deacon, this is important. And so we want to take a moment and consider that as well. Uh, this was another slide that we had up in 2020, and I, I ran this list up here uh, because this was an unfortunate thing. Uh, 2020 highlights, was this was a slide we had in, in the presentation last year because a lot of these things were things that we had to cancel over 2020. And I told Hannah when, when I realized last week that we had you know, missed and forgotten to do this lesson and to look at this, uh, kind of going over this list, a lot of these things we still miss. We didn't have our, our homecoming We've not still been able to get together with the North Hamilton folks yet and have our, our bi-monthly singing. And uh, Ladies' Day, we tried twice to get it in last year and still kept having to kind of push it back. And so that's just part of life right now. That's the way things go. That's not necessarily to knock anybody or anything. But I thought it would give us encouragement for just a moment to remember what we had missed out on. And when Hannah and I were talking, we said, you know, this year we still missed out on some of those things. But then I got to thinking about what we kind of had added back and the encouragement we have had from the things we've been able to do. So we don't want to dwell on that, but again, glancing back, which is why I worded you know, the title for this lesson that way, we want to look back and see what we've missed or what's maybe gone wrong, things we can improve, but we don't want to dwell there. We simply want to glance and then think about pressing forward. So going forward to 2021, what did we add? Well, in April, we added back our classes if you remember, we had been just at one service again, and we added back, uh, going back to our classes in April. Then in May, we were able to get back to having our PM services. I guess this is still technically PM uh, at 1.30 maybe, but we started having our 6 o'clock service again. And then uh, we started back having game night towards the end of the year, and then we did make the change to the afternoon service, to this service here. I wanted to mention that because, again, I think this is important to the congregation. We have emphasized so far that... that in the last month or so, month and a half that we've been doing this, we've continued to see pretty good success. 
The afternoon service was a decision by the eldership here to say, well, what can we do to try to improve attendance to encourage our people? And I think so far that it's worked out for many folks. Um, if nothing else, sickness has kind of got us, folks having to stay home. But with the time change and being able to drive when it's a little lighter outside, uh, that's been a good thing. And then are, these are some other class times and study times that we've been able to get back together. So we are certainly thankful for that. Uh, to get into some of the pictures that I was able to find, I didn't go and get a bunch from a lot of folks, but we did have uh, some events where we got a few pictures and were able to get together. Uh, hopefully, uh, I know our young people remember, but going back to the spring, uh, we made the decision as a group, as parents, as families, as the elders, uh, we decided not to go to the Lads to Leaders Convention Easter weekend of 2021 um, with just a lot of things that have been going on in our current situation, but we kind of had a, a family retreat instead. It was that weekend where we usually go to Lads to Leaders, but uh, we went out to uh, Booker T. Washington State Park. Our ladies have been there before, and I didn't remember to look at how many we had, but most of our, almost all of our families were there at some point together, and we had several devotionals. We had several times of, of fun. Uh, and this was a picture, I think, through one of our study times, maybe. I guess that's Gabe on the right. He may have been leading singing during that time. Hopefully you can make out some of these. But we took a, a projector with us and had the screen and were able to have some devotional periods. And uh, so I think this was one of our assembly times where we worshiped together and some of the adults who were there that were singing. Uh, and then from the other side of the room there, looking back, is uh, just a perfect uh, retreat area for that size and having a space uh, to be able to get together and then also to enjoy the seriousness of study and encouraging ourselves with that like we would get at Lads to Leaders but also the time of fun as we had several activities as well and even Charles made an appearance so usually I'm the one that gets put into the uh, screen but that's Charles uh, with a hat a little sideways sunglasses uh, I think it involves some singing I don't know if that's what that was uh, you may have to ask him about it afterwards but usually I get thrown into the announcements with all of uh, outfits and things so I had to uh, we didn't get a lot of laughter that weekend as well uh, we did have one graduation, uh, Caroline was one, and once again, we're not able to have uh, quite the same activities or get-togethers um, as we once did, and we had several, of course, baby showers, wedding showers, and even Caroline's graduation there. I did have one graduate, and we're able to honor her with some gifts and things at that time. Uh, I just found this in my picture, so I don't remember when that was, Missy, but Missy got all the kids together here one night before services, or that may have been a Sunday, judging by the dresses and the khaki pants, um, but maybe one Sunday afternoon, and they got together here and had, uh, I think it was volleyball of some sort, right? You had to stay se seated and play volleyball there in the fellowship hall, and so we've always been thankful for Missy and for others who uh, take our kids to the teen singing and have other things where they can get together. Uh, we did have Vacation Bible School back in, I guess that was August 1st, I think, uh, was the first, that, that Sunday. We had service that morning, and it worked out uh, where we were able to have Vacation Bible School that afternoon. I didn't get, uh, didn't have in my photos any action photos or anybody uh, dressed up, but a few of our backgrounds and sets that we were able to do um, set up here at the front to have our puppets, uh, and then a few of the different classrooms where we had set up. If you recall, we studied the parables, or at least a few of the parables of Jesus. Uh, had, had a great day and had several who were able to come and, and be a part of that, our Vacation Bible School. Uh, this was a picture we had taken. Uh, we were able to have a youth devotional back in the fall, I guess late summer, fall, with the Dunlap congregation, um, them having a bit of a smaller group and us having a bit of a smaller group. It worked out. Uh, I think we hosted that month, so we said, let's just try to get the groups together. And so we went to the Dunlap building uh, and had a meal, and then just uh, the kids played some games together and had a devotional there. And so that was really encouraging. And as we've seen with a lot of activities, it helps to have a, a good-sized group. I mean, our group is great. 
Um, but to have some other kids and have a chance to be together was a really encouraging thing. Uh, we did have trunk or treat. Uh, I won't let you, you can pick out who you want to out of that group. There are a few in masks and a few who were hiding. I think there was another that got some of our adults in it, but I didn't have that one in my list of things. But we had a good night there. That's always something that, you know, it, it's kind of silly. Again, it's just kind of something we do, but I, I hope we remember to take advantage of those, to be a part of it, and to, as we sing in the song, God's Family, to encourage one another, to sing together, to pray together, but also to laugh together and to have a little bit of fun. And yes, there was a little bit of preacher assault that night as well um, by at least one person. I, I need to keep that. I have that on file, multiple copies. If anything ever happens to me, you know where those are. So, um, but I, I just, you know, we love to laugh, and so we do enjoy those kinds of times together. Um, one thing I didn't include, Charles had had the pictures in the slides for the announcements of the Christmas gathering at the Browns. Uh, I meant to pull that from those and, and forgot to. So we did have a Christmas gathering at the Browns where we had a good time and enjoyed a few games there. And then we also had the uh, Christmas dinner just a few weeks ago where we're able to enjoy, again, just about fellowship. We're going to get to in just a moment with our pressing forward, um, but especially from our Wednesday night study about church reset, we're just striving to work together to help each other get to heaven, and I think that includes the serious time as well as the laughter and the fun that we have together there. And then one more time here uh, in the Walk in Truth banner that we've been able to do. I mentioned it this morning, but I, I'll keep that in my office. We might put it back up for a little bit, but if you want to sign it, if you didn't get finished, at least one lady told me this morning that she had not finished just yet but got done either yesterday or was going to finish today. By all means, you know, come get it, and we can either unfurl it or have it up again where you can sign it. We want you to, if you did that, and we're signing all along, to be sure and finish that and, and, and finish out your names. Um, but I just want you to know that was encouraging to me. And I hope it was encouraging to you, and I hope that you'll stick with it. I mentioned to a couple people in, just in passing this morning, but last year in 2020 at the start, we put out some reading plans. I tried to keep those, and I'll try to get those back out either this afternoon or by Wednesday. And so if you're interested, we had about six different kinds. And so if you got one and you'd like to try another, we'll try to get those back out there. I know you may start a little delayed, may miss the first couple days of the year. But if you like those and want to try a different one, we'll try to get those out there on the table. And so maybe you can pick up and begin reading again this year, even if it's in a bit of a different format. Uh, a few other 2021 highlights that I didn't have down as far as pictures or things. Uh, we did have a youth retreat. That was in the fall there. We appreciate Heath and several other of the adults and men who spoke, who took our kids on that. They really enjoy that and enjoy getting away and spending a little bit of time together. Uh, teen singing, our teens were able to go to that when it's been happening, but also we were uh, thankful to be able to host one, and we're thankful for those of you who participated in that, who were here, and also those who brought uh, brought snacks and drinks for that. Uh, the Saudi Youth Truth is something that Heath got uh, going again, and again, we appreciate him working with our youth. I'll mention he had some new copies today um, of the January 2022 edition, so uh, you can see him or those will be available. Um, and we're thankful for our young people who wrote for that and even some of our men who have begun to write for that a little bit. And if you have any questions about that or you're interested maybe in, in writing something, I think Heath is always open for those kinds of that kind of help, and you can just see him with that. And then uh, Miss Sandra's gone, her and, and Gary are, are gone for a, a week or two on a bit of a vacation, but we're thankful to Miss Sandra and others, many of you other ladies, I don't even know who all exactly, but other of you, others of you have helped with our clothing giveaways, we've been trying to do that. And let me make a, a comment here that 
as always, if, if you know of someone, if something comes up, some of the best times that we've been able to help in the last year was when there was like a fire just at a house and we got word of it or knew somebody and we were able, Sandra can come down here or, or anyone that, that can get into the room maybe can come down here and meet somebody. So if you know people who go through an accident or a fire or something like that and could use some of the things that we have here, please, please let us know because we want to, uh, to make use of that. In fact, so much so that we've had plenty of things. I had someone call the building last week or a week or two ago and ask me, can I donate some stuff? And I, so I think we're pretty good on stuff right now. We really don't need much more, but we always want to try to be uh, giving away. All right, let's talk about a few things. If you have your Bible, we're going to look at a few verses as we finish up the lesson here with the last uh, five, seven or eight minutes that we have left here. Um, this was a slide from last year, and I wanted to leave it up because sometimes I think as we try to look at new challenges, it encourages us going forward to glance back and think about what we said last, last year. Last year, we looked at 1 Peter 1, 6 through 9. And talked about this passage that says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. We said that sounded exactly like 2020, but I'll remind you as we said at the beginning, 2021 has had its own challenges and 2022 will as well. That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Even as we talked about in our lesson this morning, our, our, the, the Bible gives us such great information about the salvation of our souls, the meaning of salvation, we said, how it is that we are to be saved, how it is that we find ourselves being obedient to God. But the lesson of 2020 and 2021, even grouping in many of the bad things that happened, is that we have hope. And the hope we have of future inheritance enables us to rejoice even among trials. You know what I'm afraid of is that often we see so many of our loved ones, even as we list some of those here today, who have gone before us. And we say, well, you know what? They lived 70, 80, 90 years, whatever it was, and the Lord didn't return. And here we are, some of us are in our 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever, and the Lord hasn't returned. And so we sometimes think, well, maybe God doesn't mean what he says. Or, boy, I sure wish he would hurry up because of all these bad things that are going on. But I think the message, of course, throughout the New Testament and a lot of different places is that we have hope. And these trials are not meant to bring us down and discourage us, but they're to remind us that we don't want to suffer. We don't want to go through pain and suffering for all of eternity. We don't want to be eternally punished. So we cling to that hope and look to that future inheritance. And even though we go through the trials, we look around us and we see the trials and we see the good times, even as we mentioned some of those, and we think about that, that future inheritance. Remember even going back here in 1 Peter chapter 1 to verse number 4, that it is an inheritance that is incorruptible and undefiled. We've just gone through a season of gift giving, and we love it. There's nothing wrong with it, of being able to purchase and buy things, but sometimes it is a reminder that the stuff that we have is corruptible. It fades away. Maybe you have something that you got last Christmas that's already gone. You know, it's already broken, it's already worn out. Maybe you think about past things. Things here fade away. They don't make it, but we're not looking to that. 
We're not clinging to that. We're clinging to something that cannot be harmed or touched by the things of this old world. We look to that future inheritance and we're reminded, as Peter says here, that we have been grieved. He says, if need be, in verse number 6, so that we are prepared, that we're tested, that we're precious, and we're, we are ready to receive the end of our faith, verse 9, the salvation of our souls. And I think we can still take encouragement from that even this afternoon and even as we think about the year that lies ahead in 2022. As I was thinking about glancing back and pressing forward, what I'd like to conclude with this afternoon is two things that came to my mind. Uh, and I want to borrow one or steal one from Heath, but I don't want to go into it too much. But the youth have a theme for this year called Show Me. And in fact, that's why I brought the, the youth truth for January up here, because Travis wrote a great article, and I don't want to uh, steal all of his thunder. I want you to get one of these and take it home and read it even today if you can. Uh, but that's what the theme for the youth is. And it says here at the, the top, uh, don't just tell me, but show me. Well, I want to take it a step further and go a little bit further to think about that just to kind of build upon what the youth are going to be talking about, that we should show people that Christianity is a show-me religion because we don't just talk about things, although I would challenge you that you would show me, and it's not about me that I'm the judge, but show me, show others, really we're trying to show God that we mean what we say and following him by our words, by the words that we do use and, and the language that we do use, the encouragement that we give to one another, we continue to harp on, on social media and talk about the, the vitriol that sometimes is said among people and the anger and the hate that's out there. We need to be careful with our words. Show me, and of course by that we mean show God by our words that we're following after him. But of course we want to take it a step further and think about our actions. You know, if you're still there in First Peter, you can go back a page or two to James. James chapter 2 verses 14 through 18 James takes this, this idea of faith and he says that's great that you talk about things. That's great that you have faith. But he says in verse 18, we're really even in verse 17, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You know, there's even a hint there. I don't know if you've ever noticed it before, but there's even a hint there of what we sometimes call postmodernism. The idea that you do what you want to do and I'll do what I want to do. You know, you say you have faith. That's great. You have faith. I have works. You're different. I'm different. It, it's all the same. It doesn't really matter. But James here, by inspiration, and we as Christians should know that we are to have faith. We know that. The Hebrew writer says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. We have to have faith, but we also have to have works. We're going to show our faith by our works, by our actions. And that includes lots of things. That includes reading the word, as we even said last year and have talked about. That includes attendance here at services. We think about Hebrews 10, 24, and 25 that we so often quote in the idea that we stir up one another. We stir up one another to love and good works. That comes by being together. And I would even say uh, with the idea of our words and our actions that we show uh, our faith for God, to, uh, to God for others. That we do sort of speak out on, on, God, on God's behalf, in a sense, as his spokespeople sharing the good news and how we can follow after him. But we encourage others by, by doing that. We encourage one another when we do that. 
And so I think there will be more on this during the year. I think the youth truth will continue to be encouraged by this. You'll see some other articles that will come out. But as we press forward into the new year, think about that, that concept. And think about our young people as we try to encourage them and share with them in that theme that we would be people of action, showing to each other and showing to the world the love of Christ. Because that's exactly what he says. The world will know you. The world will know that you belong to me, he says, by your, by your love. And that's what we need to have. The last thing that I would encourage you with here is our study from Wednesday night that we've been going through, and that is the idea of church reset. Well, what we've said so far in our class, and we're going to continue to go into, and I know our young people and others of you who have been teaching haven't been a part of that, but it's just been such an encouragement as we press forward into the new year, first of all, that we grow. Again, if you're still in James, you don't have to go far to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 through 14 Hebrews 5, 12 through 14, the Hebrew writer talks about spiritual immaturity. You see, one of the points of this church reset book we've been looking at is that each one of us has to grow. We cannot just accept what the world has to say about things. We cannot just say, well, I put on Christ in baptism and now I'm done. I don't have to do anything more. If we want to be a vital part of of the church, of the body, we have to grow. And the Hebrew writer says that we cannot stay in verse 13 or even in verse 12 there needing milk and not solid food. This is how we ended our class on Wednesday night, talking about the progression of food, of eating, of of taking in food as humans. That babies are only able to be fed. They begin to eat a little bit of solid food. They begin to feed themselves. And eventually, the point is that they begin to then be able to fix food for others. They'd be able, to be able to do something for someone else. So we have to grow. And the Hebrew writer says that, that we have to grow in order, he says, at the end of verse number 14, notice, to discern both good and evil. You think about a young person. We are still teaching them about what's right and wrong. They may utter a four-letter word that we're not supposed to say. Hey, nobody's told them that's not what they're supposed to say. But as we grow, we begin to discern good and evil. And our language is just one way that we do that. But we have to. We have to grow. But secondly, in connection with that, in our book, we grow together. I think about Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 13. Paul here is encouraging these folks to continue to grow and work together. He says that we are to bear with one another, that we are to forgive one another. That's growing together. Being able to say things and work together in such a way that we encourage We bear with one another, we forgive one another, and we still work together. A lot of people, they'll get mad and they'll leave, right? That's not the idea of church growth or growing together. I even think about 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This is where we've been for two weeks now in our class. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it sounds humorous. It just does to us. I don't mean to be irreverent about the Bible or Scripture. It's inspired, but it just sounds humorous to us that our foot would talk to our ear or to the eye, or to the hand, and say, I don't need you. When we know good and well that our body needs every single part, and we have said this in our class, we must grow together. One of the problems with the church is that leadership rises. Some people even rise to the level of teaching, and what it becomes then is people who are growing and people who are lagging behind. And we're not growing together. I know that we're not all going to have the same level of knowledge, but we have to do our best to grow together in strength and numbers in that kind of way, but also the idea of raising up, of continuing to get better and grow bigger in our knowledge together. But then ultimately, let us not forget that we must grow together in Christ. 
In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 through 22, Ephesians 2, 19 through 22, Paul would say that we are no longer strangers and foreigners. This is where we were this morning. If you recall in our lesson, we went back to verse 12, said that we were aliens and strangers, but we are no longer strangers and foreigners, but we're fellow citizens. Not only that, but verse 20, we're built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. We're built upon Jesus Christ. You see, we can grow together in the love of sports. We had this class where we had this discussion in our class recently that we sometimes have our work family and our ball family and our church family, and they just all get mixed together. Well, as a ball family, we can all grow together in our knowledge of the game of baseball, or we can all grow together in our knowledge and love for a particular team or something like that. But we here, if we're growing and growing together, it's in Christ. Having been built upon the foundation, which is Jesus Christ himself, being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Does that describe the church at Sadi? As we think about the new year, we do want to say Happy New Year. We are thankful for the opportunity to turn the calendar and many of us to think about resolutions, things we want to be better at doing, ways we want to improve our lives. We're thankful for the path that lies in front of us. But most importantly here in this moment, at the end of this lesson, as we think about the church here, it begins with each one of us individually. You see, we are to grow together, but it begins with all of us being in Christ. And this afternoon, as we conclude this lesson, we ask you, are you in Christ? If not, why not? Can we sing in just a moment to encourage you that you would confess Jesus as Lord after having repented of your sins and be baptized? Then you can be baptized for the remission of your sins and be added to the church to begin to live faithfully. Maybe you're here this afternoon and you've done that, but something has come up in your mind. Something is amiss. Maybe in studying this morning or in class or even this afternoon, you've realized that you need to be better. You want to improve. You don't want to have sin that's in your life to separate you from God, especially not here. So that on the day of judgment, or if your life to be, were to be required here, it wouldn't happen for all of eternity. We're thankful for the body that meets here. We're thankful for the past and what we can learn and how we can press forward and want to together. But that can begin even in this moment with you becoming a Christian or coming back to him, even now as we stand together and as we sing.